SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio on this terrific Tuesday, trade deadline day. How about that? You don't hear that too often in the NFL, but uh, we might get some wheeling and dealing today. You'll never know. Welcome to Opposite Picks on this Tuesday, November 1st. Yep, we turned the calendar over, and now we're into the month of November. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844 843 6879. Again, that's toll free 844 843 6879. You want to follow me on Twitter? Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O P P O S I T E. Picks, P I C K S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Uh, bad news in New York. Unpleasant news in Detroit. Couple good news in LA. Slapping a wrist in Philly. Asking Leach delivers. Where's Judge? Judy, uh, the tearing down of the Bears continues. The dreaded vote of confidence in Vegas. Uh, let's make a deal. And soccer hits a new low. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, yes, what's going on, LL's loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, Tuesday? ESPN there with the call. Nick Chubb, an 11-yard touchdown run. Then head coach Kevin Stefanski talking about Chubb's impact with the Browns. I still don't understand. They did it last night. But I still don't understand why they don't give this dude the ball 25, 30 times a game. You know, kind of like Tennessee does um, with Derrick Henry. If they did that and they stopped trying to make a quarterback out of all the bad quarterbacks that they've had over the last couple of years with Chubb there, they'd have a hell of a lot more wins than what they have right now. So uh, they don't, and, and that's why the Browns are the Cleveland Browns. But they did win last night uh, rather easily, as a matter of fact. Bungles are not showing up. Boy, I tell you what. And without Jamar Chase, and they're not going to have him for another month or so. If that's the Bengals team we're going to get for the next month, then cross them off the list. Uh, right along with the L.A. Rams. I, I gave you the numbers yesterday. It is amazing. The teams that made the postseason last year, how bad they're all playing. Not, not just, you know, it used to be the Super Bowl teams that would have the jinx on top of them. Not anymore. Now it's everybody. It is just one year to the next. Outside of the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. Dallas, I suppose, was the playoff team last year. So you got to throw them in the mix. But other than that, I mean, it's tough to find a playoff team from last year that really is doing anything this year. I suppose Kansas City at five and two, Tennessee a disappointing five and two, but they are five and two, five straight wins. But uh, otherwise, uh, you know, whether it's the Patriots or whether it's the the Raiders, um, whether it's the Packers, whether it's the Buccaneers, whether it's the Rams, whether it's even the 49ers at four and four, whether it's the Cardinals at three and five. I mean, it's just remarkable how many of those playoff teams from last year, you know, are really uh, stinking out the joint uh, this season. But that's the NFL. So Bengals fall to four and four. Ravens improve to five and three. I tell you, the Ravens win on the field and off the field as well. They win on the field and that the Bengals dropped to four and four. So now Baltimore is in a sole possession of first place in the AFC North by a game, really a game and a half since they beat the Bengals. And uh, they also went off the field as they, they pick up you know, one of the best linebackers in the game for a second and fifth round draft. Trip. Not even a number one for Roquan Smith. That, that's just amazing to me. But 
you got to throw in the fact that he is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And you know what? If the Bears said to themselves, we're not going to sign this guy. We know what he's asking for. And we're just not going to give it to him. So we got to get rid of him. If you look at it from that standpoint, getting a two and a five is pretty good. If you look at it from the Ravens standpoint, of uh, you give up a two and a five for a guy that might not be on your football team next year. You know, that's an expensive, you know, temporary proposition. But, you know, it's the NFL, I suppose. You know, you want to win now, you got to win now. You got to bring in players. Uh, maybe the Ravens, I don't know. You know, could the Ravens afford uh, Lamar Jackson and Roquan Smith? Could he, could he get two guys that are going to get top, 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 top dollar at that uh, their position? Would you give up a second and a fifth rounder without any kind of conditions? See, if I'm the Bears, I'm like, you know, if you re-sign a dude, then it's a number one. If you don't re-sign a dude, I'll take a number two. You can keep your number five. Give me that caveat. And if I'm the uh, Ravens, same thing, right? All right, if, if we can re-sign a guy, well, we'll give you a number one. He's worth a number one. I'd be okay with that um, versus giving me I, – I wouldn't give a number two, though, if we don't re-sign him. Then that's got to drop down to a number three uh, and maybe a number five. So, but, uh, you know, it's compromised on, on both sides, I suppose. But the Bears are tearing them down. I got a list of uh, 2025 names here of guys that you might hear being traded because the key is you have to be entering the last year of your contract. And while you can always get franchised, you know, these teams have an idea. We really don't want you. You're good, but we're not going to resign you. So if we're not going to resign you, let's cut bait and trade you now and get something for you. I got a list. Like I said, there's about 25 guys in that situation. I'll run them down when we come back, and we'll see if we can make some deals. Let's make a deal, shall you? Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hi, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Jacoby Brissett, ESPN there with the touchdown run, and then uh, afterwards saying that no one's giving them a chance. Well, I mean, listen, you have three wins. You're, you're three and five. You know how much... You know, I mean, well, what do you expect? You know, the, the world to be saying the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl? You've never even been to a Super Bowl. Ever. Ever. E-V-V-E-R-R. Ever. <laughs> and you're, you're going to cry about no one giving you any shot. Okay. Uh, okay there, Jacoby. Uh, 844-843-6879. So here's a list of players that may be on the move today. Uh, some with a better chance than others, but uh, it, it could be depending on uh, what happens. Uh, first up, let's look at the running back position. All right, again, it's guys in the last year of their contracts. Giants running back Saquon Barkley, doubt very much if he's going to be on the move. But I'll just throw it out there because he's one of the guys. Browns running back Kareem Hunt, as we uh, you know heard all last night, he absolutely could be on the move. Um, you know, it really, it all depends on what these teams are asking. You know, it's it's one of those situations where you're not getting back a whole heck of a lot. You know, and it's worth you know Kareem Hunt, an unhappy Kareem Hunt, is probably still worth more to the Browns uh, versus what a sixth round pick, maybe a fifth rounder. You know, I think they'd be thrilled to get a fourth rounder, but then no one's given up a fourth round pick. I don't think for Kareem Hunt, who's in the last year of his contract, right? Why, why would you do that? 
So, but he, you know, he may be on the move. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs is a free agent at the end of the year. You know, could the Raiders decide to tear it all down? Bears running back David Montgomery. That's an interesting one. I didn't realize he was in the last year of his contract. And with the emergence of Khalil Herbert, um, I could definitely see the Bears. You know, they, they trade their two best defensive players. Uh, could they be tearing it all, all down and, you know, accumulating draft choices? Uh, definitely. Now, you don't get a whole heck of a lot for running backs, but uh, I would not be surprised to see his name. Didn't realize Derek Carr was a free agent after this season. Again, back to Josh Jacobs. If the Raiders really wanted to tear the whole thing down, I thought he had signed a contract extension, but uh, according to the article I read, that's not the case. Uh, we all know Ravens uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's going anywhere, obviously. Uh, Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, free agents. Would anybody want either one of those two dudes? I, I mean, at this point, you know, would you take a flyer on Baker Mayfield if you're a team that... You know, maybe needs a backup or, you know, there's nobody really out there. The Indianapolis Colts would be the one after watching Sam Ellinger, right? If you're, you're hell-bent on not putting Matt Ryan back in there, uh, you do have Nick Foles, though, on your roster. So what, what's the point of that, right? So I don't think there's really a market um, off the top of my head for a quarterback. You got the Darnold. You got Jimmy G as well. Obviously, he's not going anywhere. Uh, Denver defensive end Bradley Chubb. Uh, the uh, subject of an article uh, by uh, Peter King saying that the Dolphins and Jets are interested in Chubb. And supposedly a number one would get it done, which I don't doubt it would. Uh, but the Dolphins don't have a number one there, uh, Pete. I hate to break it to you, but uh, that, that's gone in the uh, Ty Hill trade. So I don't know if the, you know, I don't think you're going to get a number one for a guy who's going to be a free agent either. And he's never healthy. Marcus Davenport, defensive lineman, defensive end for the uh, Saints. If the Saints feel like they need to break it all down, I would think they would re-sign him, but you never know. Charger safety Derwin James uh, kind of resurrected his career a little bit last year. Last year of his contract, I don't think they would move on from him. Uh, Yannick Njoku for the, de- for the Colts defensive end. That's a guy I could see that could be on the move if the Colts are waving the white flag. Quentin Nelson, their offensive guard uh, versus a defensive guard, um, is a free agent. I doubt they're going to move on from him. It's going to cost them a pretty penny. Speaking of penny, how about Rashad Penny running back for the Seahawks, but he's injured, so forget about that. Um, who else is on the list here? Miles Sanders running back Eagles. And, you know, the, the things are going too good there. Why would they do that? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Chefs. Now that they picked up uh, what's-his-face Tony from the Giants, uh, do they uh, feel that the Smith-Schuster is expendable? J.J. Watt of the Cardinals. I don't think they're ready to uh, you know, wave the white flag on the season, but they are in last place. You know, And if you could get something for them. So those are some of the guys that, uh, again, entering the last year of your contract that uh, you might hear this afternoon, you know, maybe being moved or not. More than likely, no, you just don't get that many trades in the NFL. But we've, we've had two already, so uh, uh, you never know. Dreaded vote of confidence already coming out of Raiders camp. How about that? Mike uh, or uh, Josh McDaniels, Raiders owner Davis. There's been some buzz already that uh, McDaniels uh, could be getting fired one year into his job. 
which, you know what, the way the Raiders played yesterday, I don't need to go that over, or Sunday, I don't need to go over that again. Uh, I'd be okay with it. He's a boob on the sidelines. But uh, Davis is sending out a sentence saying, uh, you know, in a release, no, he's uh, he's going to be our head coach for years to come. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, he's got all the future, uh, you know, he's got all the confidence in the world and that he's going to be uh, their uh, head coach for years to come. Yeah. While you're at it there, Davis, why don't you just, uh, you know, guarantee that uh, if you keep on putting quarters into those slot machines, you're going to hit a bullseye sooner or later. Yeah, sure. It's due for a big hit. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever an owner or GM has to come out and give you the dreaded vote of confidence, that means you're in trouble. And I don't doubt for a second that uh, Mr. McDaniels, uh, the way this Raiders team has played this year, it has awful as they were on Sunday, could be in a little bit of trouble. Jet said coach Robert Salah giving the vote of confidence to quarterback Zach Wilson, telling Jet fans, you know what, he's going to be our starting quarterback no matter how bad he plays. <laughs> That's in essence what he said yesterday. Barring an injury, he's going to remain the starter. Guys had two touchdown passes in, in five games. Two he has more interceptions than touchdown passes. Hell, he had more interceptions in Sunday's game alone than he has had touchdown passes all year. Jets are winning in spite of Zach Wilson. He was awful last year, and he's been just a tad better this year. There's got to be a lot of people over at Jets camp that are like, you know, all right, first year, no big deal. We'll excuse him, but second year, even Trevor Lawrence is showing some signs of improvement second year. Our guy is showing nothing. He He's going to be the way of Sam Darnold and, and uh, you know, Baker Mayfield and some of the other. He's not any good. Rams head coach Sean McVay saying that Cooper Cup had no structural damage to his injured ankle. So um, he should be able to play Sunday versus Tampa Bay. Don't know if you saw. We talked a little bit about it yesterday. Two minutes to go. Game's over. They ran the ball a couple of times. The Rams had waved the white flag. They're down 17. There's two minutes left. And for whatever reason, out of the two-minute warning, they throw a pass to good old Cooper Cup. And he gets injured on that play. Why is that significant? Because that pushed his over catch receptions to over. It was seven and a half. The dude had seven receptions in the first half. After a timeout, after they ran the ball on third down to close out the last drive to wave the white flag, and after they ran the ball on first down, his last possession to wave the white flag, they decide they're going to throw the ball to Cooper Cup. See, that's the stuff, and it pushes his total to go over. That's where you can kind of manipulate the system if you wanted to. It's not you're going to lose games or win games on purpose. No, it's it's these stats that sometimes you got to scratch your head over. Very interesting there, Sean. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Yeah, that they have. Uh, it's Joe Burrow. Uh, in fact, he's uh, winless against the Cleveland Browns. 0-4. Zach Taylor, Bungles head coach. Uh, this is not who we are. Uh, so far it is, as uh, Bill Parcell says. Uh, you know, you, you are what your record says you are. And right now they're 4-4, four and four, and they're anything like... Uh, you know, uh, the Super Bowl uh, team that they were of last season. That is for sure. Maybe it'll change, but uh, right now you are four and four. It's as simple as that. All right, 844-843-6879. Uh, let me just uh, open up a file here. Uh, I forgot to do this. 844-843-6879. We'll grab some phone calls here, some emails, some tweets as well. Uh, first up, though, we need to check out our pyramid plays. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yesterday, all right, how'd we do, Scotts? Uh, not too well. We uh, lost with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, we lost with Justin Falk shots on goal, and we lost with Memphis minus two, who lost back-to-back games to the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I tell you, um, that and John Moran did play last night, and then uh, the over eight uh, Philly and Houston uh, rained out with the uh, uh, with the World Series shots on goal. We went three and four, and we were looking great early games. We were four and zero. Oh. Um, I'd do a three and four then if we were four and zero. Oh. Well. We, we won with a Carolina guy. We won with two Buffalo guys. And we had the first leg of our uh, two-leg parlay with Tage Thompson. So four guys in the bag. Late games, uh, we missed with both St. Louis guys. It's Dylan Larkin. I swear to God, every single time I bet him, he, he stinks. He never gets his shots on goal. I'm done with him. And then uh, we lost a parlay as Andre Shreznikov finished with two shots on goal. And he even scored a goal. He had the two shots early, too. Well, one thing about shots on goal, you could have two in the first period and you need three and you, and you don't get that third one. I mean, it is amazing how many times that does happen. So uh, three and four when we lose the parlay, minus uh, 160, thanks to Dylan Larkin being a fat minus 160. We're done laying odds with that stuff, too. Uh, you just you can't do it. It's just it's too expensive. So where are we going to go today, Scott's more importantly? All right, so we're still 33 up, 17 down. Good for about 1300 bucks if you're a $100 player. Got a full, 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 full slate of games today in the NHL. So we're going to have to kind of limit ourselves just because we could go crazy here. So this is the start of a good, now we take the bad teams. We, we have enough games now. Everyone's played about a dozen or so games, 10 to 12 games. We have an idea which teams are great defensively, which teams are not. So we're going to kind of go with the teams that are against, uh, you know, that are bad defensively. You know, Anaheim's the worst team. It's shots on goal. Pittsburgh, believe it or not, number two. Arizona, three. Buffalo, four. Tampa Bay, five. Giving up the fifth most shots on goal per game. Detroit, Minnesota, Edmonton. Uh, our stay away teams, New Jersey, Carolina, Seattle, believe it or not, Toronto, and Calgary. They all give up less than 30 shots a game. So, uh, you know, giving up 33 or more like those other teams, you know, three, three and a half shots. Um, these guys, that's a five-shot difference. So they give up uh, 28 shots or less, those other teams. So that that's, that's huge. Anyway, with all the guys playing, uh, we're going to look for teams that are playing the bad teams. We're going to start with uh, Tino Tebo Meyer. Interesting dude here. He has the second most shots on goal last time I checked in the NHL. So what's so interesting about that? He only has one goal. I, I mean, I, the guy, I, you know, the guy can't shoot straight. I, I mean, I, I don't get it. But um, yeah, uh, you know, go figure. In fact, he now leads. He is the number one guy, shots on goal in the NHL. Timo Meyer of San Jose, 
53 in 11 games, right? He's averaging almost five shots per game, and he has one stinking goal. Uh, and only four assists, so that's okay. Uh, that's why you never play him in a, in a goal prop, but we can shots on goal. Now, his number is four and a half. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do something we normally don't do. We'll play over four and a half because he's playing Anaheim, which is the worst defensive team in the NHL as far as shots on goal are concerned. Uh, Timo has had uh, five shots on goal, eight of his 11 games as well. So it's a rare, 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 rare over four and a half. Florida taking out. They give up the third row shots on goal per game. Got to use two guys. Alex Barkov, three and a half. He's had four shots on goal, five of his nine, but more importantly, four of his last five. Uh, we're going to use Sam Bennett of Florida as well. Uh, his number's three and a half. He averages just over three. He's taken Arizona, obviously, same team, and he's hit that number four of the uh, nine games that he's played in, so four and five. So it's not great, but, you know, you throw in that they're playing Arizona, why not? Ottawa's taken on Tampa Bay, which gives up the fifth most shots per game. So we're going to use a couple of Ottawa players. Alex Dabrinkit, three and a half. He averages over four. He's had four in six of his eight games. Brady Kachuk, three and a half. He averages just under four. Um, he's due. He hasn't had four shots uh, in three straight games. So he's four and four on the season. So I think he's going to break out tonight. And then one Drake Batherson. Never heard of him, Scott. Me neither. Don't worry about it. Plays for Ottawa. He averages over three shots per game, and they have his number at two and a half. He's had three shots in five straight games. Three shots or more. So he's hot, and he's playing a bad defensive team. So, Drake, you're on our side tonight. Got to throw uh, Tampa Bay, even though Ottawa is not necessarily a play-on or play-against team, but Steven Stamkos for Tampa Bay has been on fire. His number's three and a half, but he's had four shots on goal in seven of his nine games. He's just, uh, for whatever reason, this year, he has just been a shot machine, and he's never really been that. So, you know what? Let's ride him. Keep on playing him. Over three and a half, Steven Stamkos, Tampa Bay. Three more. Montreal Cold Caulfield. Um, I'm not going to play him, you know, now that I think about it. I was going to use him in a parlay because his number is two and a half minus 174. Um, so uh, I, I can't do that. He averages three shots on goal. So that's just not, that's too, too expensive for me. Uh, a couple of Rangers we're going to use. First up, uh, uh, Zabinajad for the uh, Rangers. Three and a half minus 130. Uh, he's had that four shots on goal winner number seven other 10 games. Um, we're going to use another one in a parlay here. I'll get to it in a sec. And then we're going to use uh, David Pasternak in Boston. His number also four and a half, but uh, he's had five shots on goal in seven of his nine games. So the shots on goal this year are, are through the roof. He's the main guy for Boston. Uh, he's hit at seven of nine. So a rare time, we'll, we'll do the four and a half. Our parlay. We're going to go with the Rangers' uh, Vincent Trocek. You know, he's one of our favorites. They still have him at two and a half. However, it's minus 188, which is just crazy. Uh, you, you can't play that straight. So we'll put that in a parlay with Florida's Matt Kachuk. He's at three and a half minus 154. Um, that little parlay, the minus 188 and the minus 154, will pay us plus 154. So we're getting one and a half times our money. Not bad. 
And I'd like to use Colefield somewhere. If you want to throw him in there with a little round-robin parlay with those guys, I suppose you could. But um, for now, I'll just uh, I'll leave it off the board. So Meyer, San Jose, Barkov, Bennett, Florida, Debrinkit, Kachuk, Patherson, Ottawa, Stamkos, Tampa Bay, Zabinajad, Rangers, Pasternak, the Bruins, all straight. Parlay, Trocek, and Kachuk, Matt Kachuk of Florida. And that pays, uh, like I said, plus 154. And uh, we'll, we'll kick Cofield out. Um, too expensive. All right, and there you go. Uh, we got our uh, our shots on goal. Hopefully we'll get uh, some winners uh, tonight. Doing pretty well with those, but, um, you know, uh, you're going to take a little dip every once in a while. No World Series last night. Again, to me, it's 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 just an after, you know, it's just an afterthought, this World Series. It's, it's too bad. Love baseball. Love baseball. You know, I was the kid growing up with a transistor radio on my bedside, you know, listening to games, falling asleep. But it's November. It's freaking November, and we're only in World Series game number three, for goodness sakes. It's just nobody cares anymore. They've, they've killed the sport. You watch. The Raiders are going to be some of the worst uh, in, uh, in in all of baseball. And baseball really got a break, right? I mean... You know, game three head-to-head against the NFL or game five, which could be an elimination game head-to-head against the NFL. I think I would settle for the elimination game. I'm going to get more fannies to the table watching baseball knowing it's an elimination game than it would a game three, right? So they really got helped out last night with the rain, uh, and maybe that's why they canceled it so quickly. So you got game three tonight. You got you know nothing uh, going up against it for the most part. You're going to get game four tomorrow, weather permitting, and, and you're going to really have nothing going up against it. A couple of college football games, I think. Uh, and then you're going to get game five on Thursday. Uh, and then you'll be going up against the NFL on Thursday. But again, if it's an elimination game, World Series, then I don't think you'd be too disappointed with that. They got helped out, and so did the Phillies, because now they don't have to pitch Noah Syndergaard. Now, I, boy, I'm disappointed, because I was going to be all over the Astros last night. All over. I told you yesterday, the guy's pitched three times in a month. I mean, to think that this guy would be able to come in and, you know, have his A stuff after literally throwing five innings of baseball in a month. No way. That that had Astros written all over it. So instead, they get to bypass him. And uh, now Philadelphia can throw uh, Ranger Suarez, who pitched fairly well in relief the other day. So now it's a little bit more even. Still like the Astros, but boy, I would have been all over their team total yesterday. All right, opposite picks coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those pad and pencils, get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. I had a nice little 4-2 and yesterday, one little rain out uh, with the uh, World Series game. So we only had six games, but still we will take the uh, 4-2 and for sure. Why not, right? All right, back to a seven-pack tonight, and we'll uh, start right with that World Series game. Houston, uh, minus 125 at Philadelphia. Was minus 145 yesterday. 
with Noah Syndergaard pitching, but now they got Rangers Suarez. Listen, they're not exactly swapping, uh, you know, uh, Noah Syndergaard for Cy Young here. So you want to give the Astros at less odds uh, because it's one day later? Fine. The guy pitched anyway, you know, just three days ago. So you got to wonder how long he's going to be able to go. And that generally means the Philadelphia Phillies got awful middle relievers are going to be in play tonight. Love the Astros here. Uh, give me uh, Philadelphia plus the uh, 105. Pick number two, Chicago Bulls getting two against Brooklyn. Third game in four nights for the Nets. They're unbettable at this point. They really are. Hey, we covered a game yet this season. They've only won a couple. You know, and even back-to-back home games against Indiana, they only went one and one straight up, and they failed to cover either one. Now you got the Kyrie Irving mess about the the, the anti-Semite stuff that he's you know pushing out there, and all the jargon he's giving you. Oh, well, what a this what a farce! This Brooklyn Nets team is. They, they have shown no character, no backbone. Steve Nash, worst head coach in the NBA. Uh, can't get this team out of this funk. So, you know what? There's a reason why Brooklyn is only minus two at home. They're begging you to take the Nets. Uh, don't fall for it, folks. Love Chicago here. Uh, give me uh, Brooklyn uh, minus the two. Pick number three, Miami minus one versus Golden State. Wow, something is wrong. Speaking of which, with the Warriors, uh, they are winless on the road this year. 0-3, including losses to Charlotte and Detroit. Are you kidding me? Wow. And now they're getting a point against a team that they beat already this year. One of only three uh, wins, three and four on the season. Heat losing, they're not going to lose twice. Love Miami here. Uh, give me uh, Golden State, uh, plus the one. Pick number four, Orlando, plus three at OKC. Magic coming off their first win of the season. They have more talent than OKC, so I'm going to grab them, plus the points. Why not? Pick them game, right? Two bad base uh, basketball teams. Uh, they got the best player on the court, Boncaro, as well. And that's usually good enough in the NBA. You want to give me three points with the Magic? OKC favorite over somebody? Are you kidding me? Love Orlando here. Uh, give me uh, give me OKC, uh, minus the three. Pick number five. We're going to venture on to the NHL. Vegas uh, Golden Knights, uh, minus 150 at Washington. Wow, Vegas is on fire to start the year. 8-2-1. Capitals, meanwhile, just 5-4-1, so really 5-5. Five five. Plus, not only did they play last night, Washington, they had to go to overtime uh, against a rugged Carolina team in Carolina. While Vegas was resting. That's a bad combo for the Caps. Love Vegas here, minus 150. Uh, give me uh, Washington, plus the 130. Pick number six, uh, our beloved Boston Bruins, even at Pittsburgh. Uh, Bruins off to a great start as well. Best start in the league, as a matter of fact, 8-1. and one. They got their leader, Brad Marshawn, back last week. They haven't missed a beat. They had a couple of more wins with him in the lineup. Pittsburgh is just 500 this season. Uh, they have no business being favored over 8-1 Boston. Love the Bruins here. Uh, give me Pittsburgh, minus the 115. Pick number seven, Dallas, minus 140 against the L.A. Kings. Nice road win for the Kings in St. Louis last night. But again, you know, much like with uh, Washington, they were playing last night and Dallas was off. They had to hop on a plane, fly to Saint uh, from St. Louis to Dallas, and now they play a pretty good 5-3-1 Stars team. 
Uh, that might be asking too much. And you generally get backup goalies in these type of games back-to-back -back for the visitors, obviously the LA Kings. So uh, for that reason alone, I like Dallas. And I would hop by this line early because uh, I got a feeling once they announce that uh, the starter's not going to be in goal, uh, this line's going to bump up to probably 150, 160, if not 170. Love Dallas here. Yeah, give me the Kings uh, plus the 120. Opposite picks, seven pack. Baseball, Phillies plus 105 against Houston, game three. Brooklyn laying two against the uh, Chicago Bulls. Golden State getting one against Miami. OKC laying three against Orlando. Hockey, Washington plus 130 versus Vegas. Pittsburgh minus 115 versus the Bruins. And the LA Kings plus 120 against the Dallas Stars. Opposite picks for a Tuesday, November 1st. Uh, good luck, folks. There you go. And we'll post those uh, on the front page of the website, oppositepicks.com, uh, once we're through with the show here. Uh, as long as well as we will with these other little tidbits that uh, we're about to give you, uh, including our open parlays. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, where are we going to go with the open parlay, Scott? Well, uh, we had Cincinnati last night. Cross that off the board. That was a loser. So we are now, uh, always like to be upfront about this stuff, 2 and 69 minus uh, 3,600 bucks if you're a $100 player. All right. So we got, we got it. We got to turn things around. We've only won twice. So we, we really, we're overdue for a win here. So let's get this ball rolling here. How about the, let, let's go with the Astros tonight, minus the 125, 126 against Philadelphia. $100 to win 79 on FanDuel. I, I don't think the Astros are losing. I like their chances a little bit better with, with Syndergaard throwing, but regardless, you know what? It, the odds are lowered. I think Houston's a better team. I think they're going to win the series in five, maybe six now. But um, ultimately, you're giving me the Houston Astros. at basically pick them against uh, a Philadelphia team that maybe, just maybe, is uh, starting to uh, wear out. Uh, I don't know. But I'll take my chances with uh, Lance McCullers on the hill for Houston. Thought about the over. I did, because I do think they're going to be some runs scored. And they lowered it to 7.5 from 8 yesterday. But I'll, I'll stick with the Astros and not fool around. Uh, our bet against the Chicago Blackhawks. We actually had a couple of winners over the weekend. And I told you, you're going to have to do this stuff on your own because we don't have shows on the weekends. So we hit with Edmonton versus Chicago on Thursday of last week. We won $44. $100 play. We're betting against the Chicago Blackhawks every single game. And I was about to say, you know what? Why don't we wait a couple of weeks because the Blackhawks are starting to play, you know, are playing like really good hockey, right? Surprisingly enough. But all of a sudden now they've lost three in a row. And I think this is the Blackhawks team most people thought we were getting this year. It's taken a little while. So uh, we won 44 on Thursday. We laid 2-1 to one on Buffalo on Saturday. That was a winner. So we won 70 bucks there. So we're up to 114 Minnesota on Sunday was a 2-1 to one favorite at Chicago. They won in overtime. So our profits should be right around 200 uh, and 14 bucks, you know, depending on what your number is. So right, right around there, right? So plus our original $100 bet that we're going to keep in there. So we have $314 to play with. Leg number four of our six-game losing streak, we're betting only against the Blackhawks. So we got 214 plus the 100. So we have $314 on the Islanders tonight, minus 205 at Chicago, 314 to win 156 bucks. All right, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, our bet against San Jose and Arizona parlay. 
We hit on Friday. That we only do with you and I talking because, um, you know, San Jose and Arizona can both play over the weekend and you don't know which one to play against. So uh, this is one where it's just, you know, for the radio side of things. So we won uh, 66 bucks betting on Winnipeg against Arizona tonight. So we got uh, $166 to play with. 66 that we won plus the original $100 bet. We're going to go with Florida tonight. Minus 295, hefty number, huge number for a road team. Uh, they're playing at Arizona, so we're risking $166 to win 56 tonight. Our underdog open parlay. Uh, last we saw, we hit with San Antonio Friday. We didn't do anything yesterday with this one. Um, so we won with Montreal on Thursday. We won with San Antonio on Friday. We pulled out our original $25 bet since we're 0-80 with this. So uh, we won uh, 57 bucks on San Antonio plus 150, 37.50 to win 57. So we are now at $95. All right, and again, we pulled our original number out. So where are we gonna go with our $95, Scott? Well, let's see. Let us see. Let's check the NBA. We'll start there. You want to go with the Bulls against the uh, the Nets? Eh, plus 114. Want to take the uh, the Heat? Yeah, they're, they're minus one. Could go with the Magic, plus 136. Could go with the Teacups, plus 142 at Phoenix. Hmm. Let's uh, let's check the NHL, see if we can find a dog. Flyers, plus 225 against the Rangers is not bad. You know, Philadelphia's a halfway decent team. Ah, you know where we're going to go? we got to take them. Boston Bruins. Uh, listen, they're 8-1. Can't go wrong. Plus 105, 106 now on FanDuel. Not a lot of money, but you know what? 95 bucks on the Bruins at plus 106 will win us $101. There you go. You want to give me uh, odds with the team that's uh, got the best record in the NHL? Plus 106. Where do I sign? So risk 95 to win 101. Cool. Tuesday. There we go. We're going to cash one of these suckers in before it's the, before we're through here this year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to cash one of these babies <clears throat> one of these babies in. Absolutely. And put that down number three, Boston Bruins. All right, so we're all set. So open parlay, start a new one. Astros minus the 126, 100 bucks to win 79. Betting against the Blackhawks, we're rolling over our profits, $314 to win 156 on the Islanders, laying uh, minus 205 at Chicago. Florida, minus 295 at Arizona, $166. And then our underdog open parlay, 95 bucks on the Bruins. And all this money should be in your account, as I'm sure it is. I hope it is, because when we cash, oh, we are going to be bragging about it for sure. See this little story uh, out of uh, the world of soccer? How pathetic is soccer, right? It's embarrassing how bad this sport is. World Cup organizers in Qatar are paying fans to travel to the tournament because Lord knows no red-blooded American would really want to sit there through a soccer match, right? And they're paying them for positive comments on social media. <laughs> the Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, whatever the fudge that is, confirmed that they're inviting groups of supporters to the finals as guests 
After reports by Dutch public broadcaster NOS, which said on Sunday that Qatar was paying for flights and hotels for a group of 50 Dutch fans, and in return, they have to sign a code of conduct urging them to post favorable comments on social media and report any offensive, degrading, or abusive comments by others. Uh, that's pretty weak. In other words, you got to sit through the biggest waste of an hour and a half, two hours, and then tell the world how enjoyable it is. Uh, I don't think there's enough money in the world for make me to do that. Are you kidding me? Sit for two hours of soccer and then talk about how great a match it was? Zero, zero? Good gravy. I'd rather put fork in my eyes. That's how bad soccer is. They got to pay their fans to say that it's a fun sport. What a joke. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, a couple things here. Uh, Jeff writes in, Scott, we're about halfway through the 2022 NFL season. Who's your MVP? Uh, He writes Nick Chubb, Saquon, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, or your guy Geno Smith. Good question. Good question. I would lean towards probably Jalen Hurts, although um, Josh Allen's going to have better numbers when everything is said and done. So it, it all depends on which uh, love affair they want. They, they seem to be in love with the Buffalo Bills, and I don't know if they're going to hold it against Philadelphia with the, the ease of their schedule, but I, I would say those two clearly uh, ahead of everybody else. But it'll be interesting uh, down the stretch for sure. Uh, Philadelphia, slap on the wrist for the 76ers, who were docked a couple of second-round draft choices uh, for uh, tampering with P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. You know, if you're going to cheat, by the way, you, you know, are you really cheating to go get P.J. Tucker and Daniel House, you know? And the other thing is, uh, you know, two second-round draft choices are worthless. You think this is going to stop them from doing it again? Two lousy, worthless second-round draft choices? I don't think so. Got to love Mike Leach. was asked yesterday about the open uh, Mississippi State AD job. And he said, uh, yeah, it'd be a great place. Not perfect. I would definitely purge a couple of people, but uh, not very many, which is less than in most places. You know, I used to wonder how he would be able to walk into a living room and recruit a kid. I mean, who would really want to play for that dude, right? An inner city kid is going to look at this guy like, are you crazy? But I've learned to appreciate his, his dry wit humor. He really is actually a pretty funny person. Um, just uh, we'll forget about those things that happened down in Texas. Uh, Auburn fires head coach Brian Harson. Boy, how rich is college football? They're now going to pay him $15.5 million, and they're still paying Gus Miles on $21 million. $36-plus million for two head coaches who aren't even there. And Michigan players are intending to press charges uh, for the fight they had inside the tunnel against Michigan State this past Saturday. You know who you should sue? You should sue the Michigan head coach and administrators for allowing two teams to go through one tunnel at the end of a game. That, my friends, is dumb. Football full circle coming up next. Lisey and Ben Stevens. Enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tonight.